sometimes when we come here and we say something, as he said, you, we, we don't have assurance of one, our salvation, and assurance of our sonship. You are a child of God. Amen. I thought you would say amen to this. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And you know, so it means that it's a very important day this morning. The reason why it is important is that on the last days of festival, it is always very great and very powerful. In John Gospel chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus did something. The last day and the most important day of the Jewish festival. Bible said Jesus rose up and shouted with a loud voice, saying that whoever is thirsty should come to me. Because whoever comes to me, like the Bible says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Hallelujah. This morning, somebody will go home with living waters. Amen. Very fresh and very sparkling. Amen. Oh, amen. And you are going to be that person. Amen. So this morning, we, we want to speak on the same theme. Pursue, recover, pursue, overtake, and recover all. Amen. We'll take a reading from 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, probably we'll do from 1 to 10. And then the rest we'll have to explain. Amen. Amen. So I take the reading from 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 10. And this is from the New International Version. David and his men reached Ziglak on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziglak. They had attacked Ziglak and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Zeril, Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. Verse 6, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Verse 7, then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Abimelech, bring me the effort. Abiathar brought it to him. And verse 8, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake and succeed in the rescue. Amen. Verse 9, David and his 600 men with him came to the Bessel Ravine, where some stayed behind. For 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. Amen. Oh, say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. So the story gives account of David, a young man. 
a young man who was on fire for God, who was very zealous to ensure that the work of God is projected. And for doing that, he attracted opposition. So I want to tell you, first and foremost, that even as we are in the house of God, and you are on fire for God, you want to do something for God, sometimes opposition can come your way. Hallelujah. And in the case of David, opposition didn't come from without. It came from within. In fact, his own master, he was working under, was working for, rose up against him. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we give up. Why? Because we think that in the house of God, we are doing something and then we are not recognized. Instead of people appreciating us, they are rather kicking against it. If your story is like that, you are like David. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, David, this young man, after that, had to run because his master, King Saul, sought after him, wanting to kill him. He would never rest on his oath. He would, he, he, day by day, seeking for David to kill him. So in the end, David said that, then one day, Saul, my master will lay hands on me or lay hold of me and kill me. And I cannot allow that thing to happen. So that I will go to the camp of enemies of Israel. And this is very, very serious. And went to artist, Akish, who was a king of God. Okay? The same place that David had warred and killed Goliath. Now David had to run there. May the Lord have mercy on us. Even as a church, we are together. The infighting, the power struggle, and then self-glorification is too much. That is what King Saul did. And we dare not doing that as a church. I thought we were going to say amen to that. We, are, we rise together and we fall together. One victory come, it come for Jesus Christ, our master. And we all share in that glory. Hallelujah. So, David went there. The king of God also accepted him. He welcomed him warmly. To the extent that he wanted, to, he wanted David to follow them you know, to a war. They had another war against Israel. It's like, oh, oh. So David wanted to do that. And actually, he meant it. But the elders of the town saw him. And then they said, ah, why is David, the Israelite, with his men doing in the camp? And when artists explained, they said, no, we know David. He's a mighty warrior. What if at the battlefront he has a change of mind and then turns against us? So we will not allow him to go. Then the king told David. David didn't want to go, but he persuaded David. Then David returned. And on his return, he went to Ziklag, where the king had given to him and his men. When, when they went there, they pleaded that they didn't want to stay in the palace. So they should give them a place. And then they give them Ziklag where they were dwelling. And that is where they returned after they had been denied the war. And then David and his men went back. When they went back, 
they saw that where they were dwelling had been burned. And as if that wasn't enough, their families, their wives, their children, children, male, female, had been taken captive. So the Bible says, when that thing happened, all the men wept and wept and wept until they had no strength left in them to weep again. At the end of it, we are all weeping. Then the same man whom David had led for many years now turned against David. So you see the story. That is why Jesus didn't want to put his trust in men. And we don't know trust in the arms of flesh. Because arms of flesh has the tendency of failing us. Hallelujah. So David said, I will lift up my eyes. From where will come my help? My help will not come from the mountain, but it will come from the living God. He faileth not. Hallelujah. To the extent that the man said, the, the man charged that they wanted to stone David. So, Bible said, and David was in great distress. Beloved, as we journey through life, whether we like it or not, there come times where situations of distress and discomfort, situations of perplexity and anxiety will come our way. Like it came in the way of David and his men. And the Bible says, David was in great distress. He was perplexed. He was alarmed. He didn't know what to do. Sometimes we get to that situation when we have our back against the wall, not knowing what to do. But Bible says David was weeping. Then he had a prompting. Hallelujah. When you are a child of God, you always have the prompting. And it was the, the prompting that gave him the courage. And when he encouraged himself, Bible said, he strengthened himself in the Lord. If at a situation or in a situation where no one is encouraging you, we must learn to encourage ourselves. Hallelujah. And we can encourage ourselves only when we have the Spirit of God within us. So at that time, at that moment of perplexity and alarm, the Holy Spirit is the one who will now give you the prompting that, hey, come back to your senses. You are a child of God. You cannot continue to weep forever. Hallelujah. You cannot continue to be in a, sta in a state of anxiety forever. You cannot allow this thing to put you to fear forever. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, Bible says, when that thing happened, David now went to the Lord and he inquired of the Lord. Who do you inquire from? Who do you ask? In a situation of perplexity, do you learn to go before God or you find your own way? David learned to go before God. And Bible says, when David went before God, God answered him. The Bible is silent on how long or for how long David waited upon the Lord. But whether it is short or long, David learned to wait upon the Lord. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. Good. And I like how the Bible puts it. I said that David found strength in the Lord, his God. So not in the Lord, the general Lord, but the Lord as his God. He is able to personalize it. 
that I have a God. He is my God. We come here together, we sing together, we dance together. But when we live here, do you have the Lord personalized in your life as your God? For us to be able to say this, it means that we have intimacy with God. We are closely related to God. Beloved, the shallow Christianity, scratching the surface, should be over. If we want to perceive, if we want to overtake and recover all, we should get close to God. We should know God. I thought somebody would say amen to this. Because I can't come here and tell you no man or no any president or no any, any abusum. It is God that we serve. So we must know God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For Bible says, in Daniel chapter... Um, 11, verse 32b. Say, they that know their God shall strengthen themselves and shall do exploit. Recovering all, involving doing all, all is about doing exploit. And for us to do exploit, we must know our God. David knew his God. And quickly, when he had a prompting, he rose up, he inquired of the Lord. But before inquiring of the Lord, he ordered that the effort be brought to him. Now, the effort is priestly garment. In the olden days, it was designed it is a ring or it's a garment, flowing garment. And he called Abiata, who was a priest. At that time, I didn't know whether David was a priest or not. But he called for it. A spiritual garment. And I'm not talking about garment this morning, about the effort this morning. But when you read around the effort, it has, what we have Two stones, what we call the Urim and the Tumim. Okay? And it says that it is a symbol of perfection. Hallelujah. Hey. It is a symbol of light and perfection. Light of God's word. And what it means is that it brings the word of God and discernment. Hallelujah. This one, in our case, we are not, we are not talking about Physical effort, it is the spirit of God that brings illumination. So that when we're going before God, God is spirit. And we cannot seek him in our carnal mind, in our, in our flesh, and how we do our things. And expect that we will see God. God is spirit. We must launch into the deep. Hallelujah. Church, hallelujah. We must always launch into the deep and walk in the spirit. And David had prayed. God has answered him. But look, before I come to my three days that I want to talk in about the next uh, five to ten minutes. Sometimes we thought that, okay, David inquired of the Lord, and then the Lord answered him. And yet that is you. It isn't everybody. That will just go before God and God will answer. And your automatics are, hallelujah. When I was studying this thing, I read something in the same first Samuel, chapter uh, 28. When you come to five and six, Bible said there was a war, okay, involving the Israelites and the Philistines. And so, who was the king over Israel, okay, went to inquire of the Lord. But the Lord didn't give him hearing. The Lord didn't listen to him. The Lord didn't listen to him. And after that, he, he, he ordered that they should bring some woman, a woman who is uh, able to tell, I mean, uh, uh, fortune or things that will happen in the future, okay? So, what is it about David that 
God had to listen to him. Six. That I now know that the Lord helps his anointed and he hears them or answers them from his holy heavens. Amen. The same Psalm 80, 80, 89. When you read verse 20, following, it talks about the fact that I have seen or I have found David my servant and I have anointed him with sacred oil. And after that, God made a covenant with David. So when we have the anointing on us, it is a covenant between us and God. Amen. And when you go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, affirm this power, powerful truth about the fact that when we have the Holy Spirit on us, we have a mark of God. Hallelujah. And the mark is a seal of God. And it continues to say that it is a guarantee, hallelujah, of our redemption. So the law will not let you die. The law will not leave you in the hands of your enemy. When you have something, you have your seal on. It is precious to you. It is of great value to you. I want to tell you this morning that you are valuable to God. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. You are very precious unto God. Very precious unto God. So, God will not allow your enemies to conquer you and then you become a laughing stock. Now, so the anointing. The second one is found in Psalm 66. Verses 18, what the Bible says that David said that if I had, if I had harbored evil in my heart, the Lord would not have left him to me. So even as we make a pursuit in our bid to overtake and recover all, we don't have to harbor any evil in our heart. Bitterness, resentment, and anything. Maybe somebody crossed your path the way you shouldn't have done that. You've harbored that thing in your heart. It's eating you up. No. We want to pray for God's direction. But with that, the Lord will not listen to us. Hallelujah. Let the bitterness go. Let the offenses go. Let the resentment go. And then keep a very open heart and a pure heart. Hallelujah. David did this. David did this. For sake of time, let me quickly go to how we are to run. How we are to run this year. We are running. Pursuing running. So when the, uh, the, the, the one who led the opening prayer was leading the prayer, he said that we need speed. We need speed. And then when the hand of God comes upon us, we will have that speed. Hallelujah. How are we to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all? I have, I have three things. I have named the three D's. The three D's. D as in um, Daniel, alphabet D, the three Ds. So we have to do these three Ds. 
Amen. Somebody say three D's. Amen. So the first D of our pursuit, overtaking and recovering or is we need to seek divine direction and dependency. Divine direction and dependency. Bible says, for by strength shall no man prevail. If we are to prevail, it means that we need his direction. He needs to guide us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Bible says in Psalm 46, verse 9 to 11, talks about how God knoweth the end from beginning. Hallelujah. God knows the end from beginning. So, if you are now about to make your pursuit, even as you've not started, for God, he knows what pertains at the end. If you have started and you are in the midway, the Lord knows what is ahead. He, he knows the journey you've covered so far. He knows what is ahead. So why don't we depend on him? Why don't we rely on him? Hallelujah. The arms of flesh will fail us, but God knows. He knows from the ancient time. And Bible says his purposes are established. So when our purposes become a purpose because he has given us the divine direction, then God will make it established. Hallelujah. This year, may the Lord make your plans established. May he make your purposes established. May he begin with you and, and, and end with you, knowing that he's the pioneer and the perfecter of everything. Amen. He will not leave you midstream. He will not leave you in the middle of the way. He is with you until you get to the end. And get to the end in a grand star. Amen. Need divine direction. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust not, trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways. Just as in January, we are very enthusiastic about the things of God. When we came for evening service, people came in their numbers. People were running here and there. The God of January is the God of February. God of March. So you don't get to the midway. March, April, May, June, and said, oh God, you gave me direction, now it is enough. I want to go on my own. No, in all our ways. Somebody say, in all your ways. In all our ways. In January, February, every decision of yours, let us acknowledge the Lord. Hallelujah. And he will make straight our path. Amen. All right. So, the second one, the second D is determination. Is what? Somebody say determination. It is determination. Firmness of purpose. Firmness of mind. Now the Lord has given us the direction. We have to be very firm in our mind. Knowing what we are doing. Okay? Stand resolute. Build a resilience. Don't allow anything to twist your mind. Don't let anything, okay, come between you and what you want to do. Keep your focus right. Amen. It is school you want to attend. Keep your focus don't let, once we have gotten the direction from God, be focused on what you are doing. Amen. Overtaking and recovering cannot be done on silver platter. There will be twists and turns. So if you are not determined, if you are not determined, and you see, the dynamics are not the same. In the case of David, it was an opposition. Sometimes, yes, in our case, opposition will come. But other things that can keep that, that keep us away from our focus is also things that, that are seemingly friendly to us, like television, like our own friends. They come with conversation that are not helping our cause. 
and we are there. We are listening here, listening here, listening here. Sometimes television, some program on television, we want to watch. You know you're a student, you have to learn, but you are watching that thing. It's not helping. Sometimes it's what we want to wear. You know you are, you are taking a project. Everything that comes, Obe Free, Obe Toby. These are things that are eating us without knowing. We have to be very determined. Hallelujah. It is said that where determination exists, failure cannot dismantle the flag of success. After the flag of success, the Lord is hoisting it up there. But we, it comes by determination. Let us be determined. As young men, as young women, let us be determined. Keep our focus. Be very firm in our mind. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, we are told in the Bible, Nehemiah chapter 4, when they were building the, the, the broken walls of Jerusalem, they were so determined, so determined. Okay, in the midst of stiff opposition, they were still determined. Nothing, nothing shifted their focus. They were still keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. Don't renege. Don't relent. Continue with determination. Amen. Oh, amen. David was determined. He got to a time that he became weak, so weary. But because of determination, he still pushed. Let's keep pushing. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, amen. Because when it comes to determination, it isn't a miracle. And it isn't everything that God will do by miracle. It is said that God will not do by miracle what man must do by responsibility. So, it is our responsibility to push. For pushing, God will not push for you. He has given you the direction. Let's keep pushing. I see somebody pushing with the strength of God. And when you push, the Lord will latch onto your pushing. And he will give you that divine acceleration. And give you also the stamina. Hallelujah. It is the stamina that will keep you running without getting weary. May the Lord grant that one unto you. Amen. The last thing I'm talking about, because my time is even fast spent, is diligence. The 3D. The third D is diligence. The diligence talks about careful and persistent work. Careful and persistent work. Carefulness is being careful, being thoughtful, being cautious. Seeking knowledge around your field. So we have to be very careful, very mindful. But with diligence, you are careful. You are very cautious of what you are doing. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So careful and persistent work. Now, it involves seeking knowledge, seeking counsel. Bible says in Proverbs that Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, nations fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Let's seek counsel. Okay, what we are doing? Is it business we are doing? Business is your pursuit. You want to overtake and recover all. Seek knowledge over there. You're a student. Don't use your money on, on, on flashy phones. Hey. Use your money. Use your money to buy books, buy pamphlets, handouts, and other things that will aid your cause. Means that you are very rational. You are thinking. Don't spend all your time to watch television. Unless you are watching television to help your cause. So it means that you have to throw away everything that is inimical, okay, to your growth and to your development in attainment of your dreams and your purposes. You need to do that. 
it also talks about, diligence also talks about persistence. And persistence is continuing in the course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. So there are oppositions. But in spite of all these things, you mean that you, you still keep on. The opposition could be a failure or it could be disappointment. Sometimes we go and as, as though we are hitting a snag and we come to a crossroad. We don't know where we are going. But arm yourself, brace yourself up. Hallelujah. Massage the strength spiritually and physically and emotionally and push. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So David got, got to a, a time where until they brought an Egyptian. Until they brought an Egyptian. Let us be very diligent with what we are doing. We have to be very diligent. Don't relent. Diligence will talk about perseverance and we prayed about perseverance this morning. We need to persevere. Be very persistent, very consistent. It is said that success is a waiting game. It may not come today, and here you see me, it may not come today or tomorrow, but surely it will come. Hallelujah. So it is said that winners don't quit and, and, and quitters don't win. If you want to win, you don't quit. If you quit, you will not win. Let's push. Tell your brother and sister, let's push. Hallelujah. Until we learn to do these things, it will be a facade. What we are saying. But I know that the Lord who grants diligence, this year will give you diligence. Hallelujah. And with that diligence, you'll be able to push till you win the battle for the Lord. Amen. Oh, amen. Till we are able to win the battle for the Lord. Let me leave you with these two questions under diligence. Bible says in Proverbs 12, 27, the lazy man does not roast his game, but diligent man prizes his possession. So be a diligent person. You will prize your possession. Hallelujah. By the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The other thing says that in Hebrews chapter 22, verse 29, I said, if you see a diligent man, he will not stand before mere men. He will stand before kings. Hallelujah. This year, because of your diligence, may the Lord make you stand before kings and prominent people. Your portion will be with the mighty and influential. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You'll be like an eagle who fly higher and higher. Amen. The Lord, I see this year as a year of glory, as a year of mighty achievement among the people of God. Because we are seeking the counsel from God. Because we are determined to go. And because we are diligent. May the Lord be our helper. So that at the end of this year, our, our testimonies shall be living. Lord bless you all. Amen.